and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, two favorite people on planet Earth, and my co-host, Sterling Carroll. How are we doing, boys? What the hell is going on, my brothers in Christ? It is a beautiful Wednesday night. We had a beautiful weekend of football. Monday night was glorious. Sunday was glorious. Saturday was glorious, even though I didn't get to watch a minute of it because I was busy cruising the clear skies of the United States. But damn it, we got another hot slate coming up. It's so good to be back with y'all. Very, very good to be back. Can't wait for this NFL and college slate this weekend, and especially tomorrow. Yeah, I think we got a sneaky good game tomorrow. So that's actually exciting. It's the first time in a few weeks where I feel like we're going to have a fun Thursday night football game going in. So I'm I'm pretty excited for our little Tennessee versus Green Bay matchup. That's going to be the main uh, focus of of talk today. Um, and we'll get into the that college and NFL slate on Friday. But uh, before we get into that, we got to review a little bit of what uh, how we did over the weekend, um, and then we'll finish it up with some uh, fantasy advice for this week and some hoop talk. Uh, just some hoop talk classic stuff for this week and i am i'm pumped i'm right I'm, I'm ready to get better it, it is our get better wednesday and, uh, and we have a lot to learn from from what we did this last week so much to learn let's just dive right in absolutely not even put it off any longer well to start things off uh in college um i went to one and one Oh, I'm sorry. I went two and two. Beer went two, one and one, and Sterling went one and three. And in the NFL, Beer went two and two. I went two and two, and Sterling also again went one and three. So <laughs> Sterling you got some learning to do. What, what what's your takeaways? You got to learn something, right? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> we had a, uh, or I had a pretty strong week last week, and this was kind of a dud week for me. Um, the main thing I learned though is uh, just. Don't even, don't even bet on the Broncos. Whatever you do, they are just super unpredictable, and um, yeah, just a just a weird, weird game against Tennessee on Sunday. And yeah, I'm just gonna stay away from them for the for the rest of the season. They're just on the no, no bet no bet list here. And then for college, hey TCU. They are those. They are those guys down there in Texas, holding that number four spot. Um, I look forward to playing them again this weekend. Um, I think a horrible beat for me that really, really pissed me off was ASU, as they were plus nine and a half and lost by ten. Um, something I learned there is uh, Pac-12 is also very, very unpredictable, but. Tune in for Friday's Friday's pod because ASU I may I may take another gamble on them, but we'll see. Um, main lesson here is every game is close, and uh, I still don't know shit. Well, none of us really know anything. To be completely fair, um, I'm I'm lucky to go two and two in Bars. both in both college and the NFL. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with uh, TCU. I am so proud to be an early adapter of Horn Frog Nation. Uh, 
They're awesome. They're so fun to watch. I'm glad that they're getting the recognition that they are. Sonny Dykes and those boys have them rolling. Um, and I will probably continue to roll with them throughout the rest of their uh, their season because they're just so fun to watch. Um, for the NFL front, I my two losses were on two really, really bad beats. I'm not going to lie. That uh, Dallas game and the Bills really screwed me on those covers. Um, we had ourselves a hell of a game between Minnesota and Buffalo. Uh, Justin oh, Jefferson yeah. is incredible, and no one has taken that away from him. He's top He's top three. He's got to be after that. That fourth and 18, and he took away that, that pick with one hand. Oh, my. That's just freak athleticism. That was incredible. Oh, my God. It was insane. He's he's great. Um, very impressed with the Vikings, um, and hats off to them. Um, still wish uh, the Bills covered. However, that's going to happen every now and then. What I can't excuse uh, is the Dallas Cowboys fumbling that game to Green Bay. Sterling, what what's going on there, man? What how did that happen? How is that possible? Dude, just decision-making by McCarthy. We should have just took the points in overtime. First of all, even before that, the fact that we were up uh, 14 points in the second half, I think it was leading into the, the fourth quarter there. I just I just didn't, I didn't understand where our defense just went. They just disappeared as they've been playing the run decently well this year so far and then playing the pass a lot better than last year. Our defense is definitely top notch, but they just didn't show up. And I expect some, I expect Dan Quinn to get on their ass this week and uh, make sure that that shit doesn't happen again, because super, super disappointing display on the defense. Not sure where we went wrong, but um, yeah, I did want to go back to the Vikings game though. And I'm going to get a little controversial here as this is a big topic this weekend after that, Justin Jefferson catch. Was it better than Odell's? No. No? I can't. I can't say it was. No. Odell did it first. It every, everyone's gonna be uh, everyone in their right mind will continue to say, you know, lob me an Odell on on the playground. Those kids know it's Odell's signature one handed catch. Um was it as good of a catch? Probably, but since Odell did it first, I'm still waiting to him. It's it's Odell's uh, it's Odell's catch, uh, but the level of difficulty probably harder with Justin Jefferson's because he snagged it out of that defender's hands um, when he should have spiked it. By the way, fourth down, I don't know what he's thinking. Just spike it and you win the game. Um, pretty pretty dumb mistake by by Buffalo there. Not to why go for the pick on fourth down. Um, Regardless, I'm sticking with Jay Jettas. I mean, I'm sticking with Odell, but Jay Jettas is very good. Yeah, um, I think what makes it different, and Beckham still has uh, has that throne to have the best catch ever, is the the finish on it. I mean, he caught it with three damn fingers and pass interference and a touchdown. So I just think the whole the whole play was awesome for him. So. That alone just keeps his legacy alive there. 
Yeah, Odell will always be him. I, I I love Odell. It's just such an iconic play, and I I still think top three catches in NFL history. I I I would say, um, helmet catches up there, um, and an underrated un, the most underrated catch. Why uh, why I don't know why anyone never brings it up is uh, in the Super Bowl with the Steelers and the Cardinals. Damn, I was going to say that. What were you mm-hmm. going to go for? No, I, I I agree. That's a good one. I was going to say uh, Edelman's catch. but Edelman's is up there. That's That was huge. That was more acrobatic. But, I mean, the toe drag on that catch in the Super Bowl. Uh, who was that, too? Who, who was that? Wasn't that? Um... Crap. Forgetting. But uh, in, in yes, for Pittsburgh, that, yes, was that Ward? Uh, no, that was uh, Santonio Holmes. It was Santonio Holmes. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Good poll. Um, I think that's a completely underrated catch and should be in the conversation for best catches in NFL history. I concur. Um, but yeah, getting back to my bad beats. Um, I, I don't know what uh, the decision-making with, with Buffalo going down the line, I don't think was the smartest. Um, a lot of things, I was just like, man, they, they seem to be the more talented team going down the stretch. They just blew, they blew a lead to a very legit Minnesota team. But like going for it on fourth down in the red, in the, in the red zone instead of making it 13, I feel like, you know, 10 and 13 is kind of important. Like, you know, 13 still puts a lot of pressure on – Minnesota to have to score two touchdowns rather uh, rather than you know a touchdown or field goal. I didn't know why they went for it and threw a pick, walk away with nothing. Um, didn't like that. Um, obviously the the QB uh, the QB sneak handle uh, handling of the football down at the goal line. Just a very crazy game. I feel like that's going to be the the best game of the year so far. Uh, uh, and I don't see any other game this year being better than that one that was really fun to watch um yeah i mean if i'm gonna have a bad beat at least it was a fun game to watch um can't excuse dallas though that that was bad i'm sorry i'm sorry sterling that was bad that it's was real bad Beer, uh what's your takeaways for college and nfl um so for my slate uh, TCU, like you said, was all it was always the Horn Frogs um, squad, right? Those the the fact that they were touchdown underdogs. I mean, shit, we should have just taken money line because those guys they won outright. I mean, the, I mean, and then the, looking at the flip side this week, they're minus two and a half going into Baylor, and Baylor played like shit last week. So it looks like I might be taking the Horn Frogs again come Friday pod. Um, and then. UNC plus four versus Wake Forest. They won outright. Um, UNC is a great team that keeps not getting the respect they deserve. They've been doing great for me. Great, um, great pivot on that, by the way, from your uh, when the line flipped that you went to them. Uh, very, very good. Yeah, thank God because Baylor got blown out. Very, and very good pivot. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, oh, thank the Lord, I I decided to switch that because that could have been devastating for the record. Um, Iowa State. Um, pretty much gave one away to Oklahoma State, and for some reason Oklahoma State is ranked still. I don't get it. They shouldn't be. Um, with, with the true freshman playing quarterback, they shouldn't be. But you know, it 
teams have lost less and gotten taken out of the top 25. And for some reason, Oklahoma State remains. I don't get that, but you know, that is what it is. And then uh, Louisiana, LSU pushed against Arkansas. Um, that was a good game. Either way, you slice it. Uh, just kind of stinks that that ended the way it did. Uh, but, you know, that's whatever. Um, jumping over to NFL, it was always the Titans, even though Denver came out hot out the gate. They folded, as I expected, and Tennessee was able to pull that one out. Um, Bears, I should have known. Those assholes let me down. Um, Detroit's decided to finally get their first road win in 11 games for Jared Goff, so that stinks. Uh, and then, let's see, Seattle plus two and a half. That didn't hit. Uh, Tom Brady is still undefeated abroad. Devitt's... Uh, Stat was correct, so, you know, that kind of stinks, but whatever. Uh, and then Steelers, those boys cashed. Uh, they beat New Orleans outright. Uh, Steelers starting to get their damn respect. Pickett's been able to throw a pretty decent ball out there, and they're able to beat teams that are, you know, better than them. So, uh, um, Pittsburgh's doing all right. Um, let's see, for the preposterous plays and picks, uh, that massive total I talked about for North Carolina Wake Forest is 78 and a half. Um, that hit. Uh, Colts plus four and a half against Vegas. Uh, Juan outright. That was beautiful. Um, Don't get me started there, man. I am genuinely shocked. I Sam Ellinger, I thought was going to play, and Matt Ryan last minute came in and started slinging the ball, and they won somehow. I mean, Jeff Saturday's undefeated as a head coach. Let's fucking go. Um, Mike McDaniel's TJ Wide, Wide, TJ Wide. Anytime <laughs> sack uh, did not hit. Uh, for my eight quarterbacks that I chose, or seven quarterbacks that I chose to throw an interception, three of them did, three didn't. Um, one of them I did choose to throw one was Sam Ellinger, but again, he did not play. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on in Indy this week. We've got Philly coming in to Lucas Oil. It's going to be, I don't know what, this Colts team is just fun to watch. I don't care if we win or lose. It's just a good time. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looks good again. Um, it's that time of year. I mean, it's, I mean, Colts are four, five, and one now. I mean, if they, they could win a good amount here and maybe give uh, Tennessee a run for their money, but who knows? Um, I doubt it, but. It's just, it's chaos. And then, you know, for college football, we got two weeks of games left before uh, we get into bowl season coming up here soon. So uh, mm. let's, uh, let's get it hipping and hopping. Lot to learn, lot to still learn, lot to lose, lot to win. Let's just live life, baby. Let's get going. Keeping it rolling. Um, well, I feel like I came away with a lot of, a lot of things. Um, Way to get better, boys. Uh, and I am excited to hear what you have for your fast fours this weekend. Um, some good games. Um, I'm ready to roll into a fun matchup tomorrow, if you guys are. Absolutely. Let's do it. All righty. Well, we, we have a matchup in cold, cold Lambeau Field with Tennessee and Green Bay. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, spread right now is sitting Green Bay minus three. Um, interesting line. 
Uh, I get their home. Uh, I, li- I like it. Uh, I feel like it's fair, especially once Green Bay is coming off of that great win with, against Dallas. Uh, Christian Watson had himself a game and, you know, eased Aaron, Aaron up a little bit, actually had someone to throw to. That's been the problem. That's been one of the key problems all year that we, you've heard, we've heard constantly. Um, and if Aaron has a security blanket, the Green Bay Packers all of a sudden become really good. They have a solid defense. So it'll be very interesting to see how they adapt this week to King Henry. Because when I think about this game, I really, really like Tennessee with the points. Um, Tennessee is a lot better than a lot of people are saying this year. Um, I I was quick to rule them out after I saw them get smacked week one against the Giants, but Giants are uh, proven to be a lot better than uh, than we thought uh, back then. So that loss honestly isn't that bad. And since Derrick Henry only gets better, he's like fine wine. He's a Yeti. As soon as it hits week eight, he wakes up and he starts running for 150 yards a game. Um, and I feel like they're going to control the ball a lot uh, in time of possession. Uh, I feel like it's going to have a kind of a similar feel to Commander's Eagles, where Tennessee may be on the field for the majority of the game and just be feeding Derek. What do you guys think? I was just going to say that. I was going to say that Derek is going to eat tomorrow. The only play I like for tomorrow personally is a Derrick Henry touchdown. And if you guys are cool with that, that's that's my play. I mean, I feel so strong about it. I'm looking at all the yep. other props here. There's just not one I really like. Can't trust Aaron Jones too much. He's too inconsistent. Um, he had that breakout game last week against Dallas. Looking at A.J. Dillon, that back, just the two of them, can't trust either of them. Receiver-wise, you don't know who Aaron's going to throw to. Um, same with Tannehill. You don't, there's not much there. You got Robert Woods. Traylon Burks is, did he play last week? Or is this his first weekend since injury? I Either way, it's it's just a toss-up when we look at the receivers. So, big gamble here. Give me uh Derrick Henry touchdown. That's the only way I was going to go with that. I mean, his over-under rush yards is currently at 102 and a half. Unreal. Which is crazy high. Um, Can't touch that yardage. Um, no, I, I kind of want to play an alternate line, personally. Because um, they're going to feed him the ball a lot. But 100, absolutely. 102 is ridiculous. For as yeah. successful as Pollard was against uh, Green Bay's defense this week, um, I'd say absolutely, and I mean, they're going to have to. It's going to be cold as shit up there in the frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and Watson had a breakout week, but I know they're he's going to be covered. If Lazard's back, maybe, um, but Rodgers just isn't Rodgers anymore. He's got flashes of it, but he's not consistently the, uh, the amazing quarterback we've seen him be in the past. Um, I mean, end of the day, it's going to be a battle on the ground, I think, at least for, like Sterling said, coming out of Tennessee. Um, my play was also going to be Derrick Henry anytime. Um, 
But at the same time, at the end of the day, I think if I'm choosing a side on this, I'm taking Green Bay, but not at the spread. Um, I'm thinking this could be winning by a field goal and maybe a push on it. Um, but, I mean, Tennessee, I think, is 7-2 and two ATS their last nine. Um, they're kind of on a streak here. But Green Bay's finally getting the ball rolling. Um, Tennessee struggled against... Denver last week. They're both coming off short weeks here. Um, if I got to pick a side, maybe that. Maybe you look at the under of 41 because that's going to be cold. And if this is a run game, this is going to be a long one. It's going to be some burning of clock. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it might not be a bad idea to go that way, but picking a side, uh, I think Green Bay money line is about the only way I could really slice this. But I'm scared to touch either team because I could see either team really selling a lead here and this going the opposite way. Yeah, that's why I kind of like the uh, the Tennessee with points because it's just going to be kind of gonna. I feel like it's going to be kind of a barn burner. Uh, you may see a big play here or there, but uh, my initial thoughts were Tennessee with the three, the under. I was also a big fan of the Derrick Henry uh, touchdown prop because you know if the ball if the ball gets on the goal line, they will give it to that man four times. Uh, you know he's gonna. Uh, you know he's gonna get in. Uh, he's just that strong, and when it's that cold, uh, favors him quite a bit. Uh, that's who. That's yeah, Tennessee's so- identity. Uh, they can win. I've I've said it before. They can win one way. Um, and that's gonna be the game plan. I don't. Uh, like Beer said, Green Bay doesn't have the the run defense to stop Derek. Um, I'm looking at the alternate line of Derek maybe like 80 plus uh I, I would be comfortable with that but a hundred two and a half is just ridiculous um another line that I kind of liked uh was the uh the AJ Dillon rushing yards uh I think it was sitting at wait let me double check uh sitting at 34 and a half not a lot uh, and when the weather is that cold, I think that favors uh, giving AJ Dillon the ball a little bit more than Aaron Jones. Um, they're going to be the main two weapons tomorrow. And if he doesn't get thirty-four and a half, there's no shot that they they win the game. So I feel like he's going to get a considerable amount of touches and can get thirty-four and a half. Personally, yeah, that's not. I didn't even think of that there. Um, but yeah, he very well could have a lot of touches in this cold game here. Um, one other point I wanted to make is that somehow Alan Lazard always finds his way in scoring a touchdown. So even if we felt the need to throw one more leg in this, or if one of you wanted to put in a Derrick Henry anytime, I'm comfortable having, a. Alan Lazard touchdown. He's only played eight games this season, and in those eight games, um, he scored five touchdowns. Or, excuse me, I think it was six touchdowns, and in five of those games, he had a touchdown. So, um, yeah, he has a decent matchup here uh, with Tennessee's secondary. So that could very well go in favor of Alan Lazard scoring a touchdown. I'd be uh, inclined to take that all 
I am uh, currently looking at the in- final injury report from the Packers for today. Um, David Bakhtiari did not practice, and he is questionable for the game tomorrow. Um, let's see. Lazard was limited practice all week with a shoulder injury. Ro- Aaron Rodgers did not practice Monday and was limited yesterday and today for a right thumb injury. Uh, Christian Watson was limited Monday, and but full practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it looks like a lot of their guys are banged up. Their defense is banged up. Their top two defenders are banged up. Um, I might be switching my previous statement here. I might be riding with uh, what you guys said. Just take Tennessee with the points here. Um, this might be the way to go. Uh, even if Green Bay does pull it out, it's going to be close. I think, yeah, we stand by the statement of this being a barn burner. Um, but I think the three and a half points, maybe even, well, let's see here. You could get that to three and a half at minus one thirty five so you don't lose on the hooks. So that might be a move. Um But yeah, I mean either way, I Packers look pretty banged up. Their defense is banged up. Their offense their offensive like keep role players are not gonna be a full health. Rogers is throwing hand is not at full health. Um I mean yeah, I mean, David Henry might honestly, he, I'm not that afraid to take his 102 and a half over anymore if, if this is the way we're looking. I mean, he really might just run for 150 yards this game. But an alt line might be the best way to go. Yeah, I, th- I think an alt line of 80 plus would probably be the move. Um, I feel like he's going to get in the end zone. Um, uh, I don't, I'm thinking about this, uh, this more. Uh, that over underline is really sketchy. I don't like, especially since we're taking a Derek prop for a touchdown. I don't love taking the under at forty one, so I'm gonna kind of retract that. I'm gonna take my foot off the gas. I I don't hate the over under. Uh, I don't hate the under here, but forty one uh, when we're doing a touchdown prop with Derek is a little tough. Uh, not a good recipe for hitting a parlay. So I'm gonna ease off there, but. I'm looking more at AJ Dillon's stats, and I I still kind of like uh, that line of 34 and a half because he averages about 11 carries a game. You know, if he and if he's rushing for more than three uh, against ten, uh, Tennessee's not great rush defense, uh, I, he gets it. So I do like the AJ Dillon uh, prop, but not in love with it. So I'm not committed to anything except for Derrick Henry touchdown. Fair enough. I say we build. Just get crafting. Let's craft this one up. So I guess it's fair that we're uh that we're all agreeing on Tennessee with the points. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, I take that. Sweet. Do we uh want to go down to three and a half on that just so in case there's we don't lose on a hook here, I don't I don't mind. Uh, it shouldn't affect the odds that much. So if it if we if we buy the extra half point, I like it. It's minus one twenty two. I think that's good. Just for a security blanket, I like it. Yeah, because I mean it's minus one hundred five, and if it if it pushes, I'm going to be a very sad boy. Right. But if they lose outright, then I won't care too bad. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm um, I'm good with that alternate line of three yeah. and a half. Um, 
Are uh, can we all agree on the Derrick Henry anytime? Yes, I think so. Awesome. So absolutely. So we're good with that. What are our thoughts on the on? Is that going to be? Yeah, who's whose leg are is that, is that leg? for? Let's say you brought it up. Do you want it to be yours, Sterling? Yeah, screw it. Yeah, we'll do All that. Right. I'll keep Sweet. that. Fear and then we'll ride with. Yours, then? Oh, I don't know. I uh, I would have loved to take either Christian Watson or Lazard, one of the two, because I was looking at past weeks and it looks like. Tennessee's got decent run defense and not great pass defense, but since those props aren't up, um, you like Derek eighty plus or no? Well, I figured that'd be yours. Oh, okay. Uh, Leave AJ Dillon out of it then. Well, I mean, is that is that the one you wanted or no? Which one you were going to take? I like both AJ Dillon at thirty four and a half and Derrick Henry at eighty plus. So either either way, I'm comfortable taking either of those legs. Uh, I feel like Derrick is definitely. I'll say safer, honestly, but I will take whichever one you don't because I don't know where else to go with this. I like those honestly. Sweet. So we can we can agree on. Uh, you take your Derek, and then I'll be an AJ Dillon advocate this week, I guess. All right, so I'll be Derek eighty plus. And then you will be AJ over thirty four and a half. That sits us at a cool five sixty seven. Love it. Ooh, I like that. Um, David, if you're so inclined, we could do an alternate twenty. Uh, Twenty-five. Oh, wait, plus? No, I lied. That won't get us risk-free. <sighs> I I would have felt better if it was. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty-five plus. If but... it was twenty-five plus, I would have felt better. But I mean, we could... what does that get us at? That gives us a plus three seventy four, so we're right on the hook for a risk free. Oh, brutal! So close, yes, yeah, so far. Um, you know what? Actually, I might middle ground you here, so we can we'll just improvise as we go along. Try to get those plus four hundred. Here we go. Derek Henry, I'm going to push it up to ninety plus at minus two ten. That gets us at plus four eleven. Perfect, love it. We'll meet a middle ground here. Great. So we're sitting with. Tennessee plus three and a half. Derek anytime. Derek ninety plus and AJ Dillon twenty five plus. Yep, I like it. I like the ground game in cool the tundra. Plus four eleven. Sounds good to me. Let's ride. Risk free, baby. I like that. Risk free. So go, uh, go, go, go. Tell your friends. Go, go be nice. Go be nice to them. AJ Dillon gets 25 easy every week. The only week he didn't get it was when he played the Commanders and he only had four attempts. So 25 should be pretty much a lock. We're big Derrick Henry advocates tomorrow. 
I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry's gone 90-plus four of his last five. Uh, he hit five, 53 last week, and then the weeks before, um, this is astounding. He rushed for 115, 219, 128, and then 102. That's how they win, man. All of them at 19 carries, 17 carries, 32 carries, 30 carries, and 28 carries. He's inevitable, man. He's, Holy. He's Thanos. Dude is a fucking workhorse. He's Thanos. He's unreal. I love Derrick Henry. Pride Thanos. of the Tad. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know what? Hey, he didn't have a great week against Denver, and they kind of folded, so, you know, they got to go back to the fold here, go in the trenches with the boys. I like it. I like where we're at. This is this is, this is a good little lay here for, for the TYG. The gut's feeling good. Great. Um, this might be one of my favorite ones we've done. I agree. I think this is the. I think this is probably our safest. But I also just like the. I like the parlay. I think we got a little creative with it. A little compromise. Three heads are better than one. It's the Hydra, baby. Absolutely. I'm. I'm glad Christian Watson didn't have any lines available because I'd be very tempted to. Take some of those, uh, but I just, I just know those are terrible picks this week. I really do. He's, Huge he's Campbell. Scared, he scares me, man. I had the luck. Uh, I had the luxury of picking him up in fantasy. Um, Devin Duvernay was snagged uh, before I could pick him up instead. So I'll take Christian Watson as a second place prize. But regardless. He, he, I just feel like he's such a boomer. He's such a boomer bust player, and moving forward, I, I, it's so hard to play him in fantasy or gamble on him at all. It's just, it's, I, I just, I don't know what to think of Christian Watson. I really don't. No, absolutely, he's so hit or miss. It's unbelievable. Alrighty, you guys, ready to talk some, uh, talk some fantasy? Let's do it. Alrighty. So like I said, uh, I did pick up Christian Watson this week. I think that was the the best value I had uh, in our in our fantasy league for the waiver wire additions. Uh, Devin Duvernay was available, but got sniped unfortunately. Uh, but Christian Watson's a good second uh, second place prize, uh, and my team is struggling, so I could definitely use another boomer bust guy. Um, that's kind of how my team's going. So I I actually have very high expectations for my team this week since I have both Joe Mixon and Saquon actually in my lineup this week. I like it. Oh, yeah, Dev. Hey, something I'm curious about now that uh, the unfortunate news broke Sunday about Cooper Cup's season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious to know how Allen Robinson performs when he's the number one guy. I don't think it matters for Stafford out. Yeah, I mean, true. Um, I think once he has Stafford as his quarterback, it's going to be a big teller in that week where he's either going to be a workhorse guy um, or he's just going to be the same old Allen Robinson we've seen all season. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. in other news, we got Jamar Chase 
inching his way back into into the team. He uh stud doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week, which this sucks. Sunday, v- even though they have a yeah, it sucks. Pittsburgh's Believe terrible. Me, I'm, I, yeah, I think Cincinnati legit too. could put up forty five this this weekend. Like they're they're I get I get TJ Watts back, but. I mean, they put up a good amount of points when Joe Burrow threw four picks in week one. Like, I, I really like Cincinnati this week. They're going to have some fun on offense. Oh, yeah. that They're definitely going to have a preposterous play from me. Um, other than that, fantasy's just, just doing all right. We're, uh, we're almost to playoffs here. We got, like, I mean, at least in our league, we have four games left. Yep. So it's... Uh, it's do or die it's time. Four games or do or die time for sure. I uh, can't wait though. I got to win out basically if I'm going to make the playoffs. It's possible because my ske- oh, my same. remaining schedule is not great, but who knows? Um, I actually have a question for you, gentlemen. Um, what do you guys make of the Kansas City backfield with Clyde now returning to Clyde form? Dead. He's returning to Clyde form. Uh, and McKinnon and Pacheco just kind of being there. Do do you have an opinion on if you like moving forward between those two, or or what do you what do you make of Kansas City in that in, in I general with fantasy? I personally hate touching. I personally hate touching anything uh, Kansas City offense related in the fantasy format. Um, it seems like every other week or every week Mahomes just happens to at random pick his favorite. Um. And that one person tends to shine more than the rest. Uh, more recently, it's been Juju a lot. Um, but he got his shit rocked on Sunday, so now we're going to have to reevaluate. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Clyde's looking like Clyde again, which I love to see. Um, but, you know, Pacheco and McKinnon are obviously showing that they are still capable of performing in the in that backfield. I think, I think um, both could be flex plays, to be honest, this week. Um you know, playing the Chargers in prime time. I mean, someone's got to get the carries in the backfield. And, you know, I if it's in a deeper league, I would be willing to take a gamble on on either of the two in a flex spot, to be fit, to be honest. No, I agree. I mean, it's always a good bet, I think. And with their production recently, I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's not definitely anything RB2 or anything close to that, but it's... If you need a streaming option or in a deeper league, yeah, it's definitely a flex consideration, especially with a primetime uh, divisional matchup. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what to, I don't really know what to make of that backfield. I think Pacheco is a, I think he's going to be utilized a lot more come fantasy playoff time, and because they're they're making the playoffs, I think they utilize him a lot. Um getting closer to their postseason just to see what he can do before they get into that playoff format. Um, Jarek McKinnon, he's, he's always been a stud. He's, he has those flashes. Um, Clyde don't really know what to make of it. Not putting my money anywhere near him. Um, yeah, I'm fading Clyde at all. But costs. yeah. Yeah. But if I had to put, if I had trust in one of those running backs, I'm going to say Pacheco. I just feel like there's more upside with him. I think I agree. Uh, I think he is definitely more 
like workhorse ability than McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon's always been that third down back that you can rely for in PPR formats for those receptions. But I think, I think the Chiefs really do want to move forward with Pacheco, and you know, give him more touches. I mean, you've seen it. We've seen it recently. Uh, last week he had 16 uh, attempts, uh, career high, uh, 82 rushing yards. Pretty good. Uh, I think. He definitely has the ability to be a workhorse back eventually. You know, those boys from Purdue love to work. So I don't see why uh, why he can't be that that guy for Kansas City, and it'll be very interesting moving forward. I got some stock invested in him. Rightfully so. Also, Clyde is on waivers in our league. He's terrible. I, I wouldn't pick him up. Yeah, he's what? terrible. Time, time to drop him, and he's he's dropped. Rochek pulled the trigger on that one. I'm not surprised. They're, oof. Damn, I low-key might go snag him I mean, right now. Not a terrible option just to stash him to see if you know Kansas City eventually exactly. gets mad at Pacheco and McKinnon, but I, I don't know if that's happening. I know somebody's going to beat me to the punch on this anyways. Maybe. It might. Uh... I think of now well, he's only projected five point five this week. Yeah, he doesn't get any carries anymore, man. Um, I think a bright side in that offense definitely is Kadarius Tony. All of a sudden, uh, I think that they have a very solid one too. Juju has been very productive, and Kadarius Tony has, I think, proved last week that he ha- like a, uh, I I did predict a little bit of a Kadarius Tony boom. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that. That we could see a little bit, uh, expect a little bit more out of Kadarius Tony. Um. They have a good one too. Uh, I feel like it's very serviceable, uh, especially when your true number one is your tight end and Travis Kelsey, the only reliable part of their their offense with Mahomes. So it's good to, uh, good to see that out of Kansas City, and uh, I'm happy for Kadarius because New York refused to use him and he didn't like playing for them because Vanilla Vic might not be it. But I mean, hey, they're humming. So wait, David. Did you say? Did you talk about Kadarius on the pod last week? I did. I said because uh, I I said I I liked Juju in uh, in that week, but Kadarius is going to have a more impactful role, and uh, I I expected him to get around ten points in fantasy. I don't know if I said ten exactly, but I expected oh. him to have a, a more a bigger week. I thought you were capping like LeBron. No, I, I ain't LeBron. Go, check the tapes. I did. I I. I <laughs> I did say Kadarius Tony was going to have a better week. I listened back to him. All right, all right. No, I don't. I'm just, I'm just screwing with you, bro. It's all good. I believe you. Uh, what do you guys make out of the San Francisco backfield while we're on the topic of backfields with that uh, Elijah Mitchell and and CMC situation? He's Mitchell's complimentary to that backfield and nothing more. I mean, that he took such a step back with that CMC trade and. He's still going to get his good share of offense because they know that he's a good offensive weapon that they need to utilize. Um, But he's definitely going to take a major hit in a fantasy stock um, as he already has. And I think it will continue to do so. CMC or or Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell Mitchell is going to get a bigger dude. He he was hurt all year. That's why they traded Jeff Wilson because he was coming back. I know. And now he's back. Um, 
like I said, I mean, now that he's back, I mean, his stock is not going to rise as much as we thought for Elijah Mitchell's. Um, CMC is still going to be CMC. I think he looked really good. I he did look good. That's but a great I, one too, man. I don't. He's a flex at best. Flex at best. I agree, but great one too for sure. I think my takeaway with that is this would be the week to try and go get Christian McCaffrey. To be honest, because I I do believe in Christian McCaffrey a lot more than I do Elijah Mitchell. I love Elijah Mitchell. Don't get me wrong. I had him last year, and he was my MVP. But this is this is the week to go get Christian McCaffrey. They they saw you you saw in a primetime game Elijah Mitchell get pretty close to the similar amount of carries as Christian McCaffrey, and I'm sure those owners right now are are panicking a little bit. Uh, you know they had those worries as soon as he got traded to uh, to New York that he wasn't gonna have the same volume that he did in Carolina. But I I, I think Christian McCaffrey still looks great and. If there is a week to trade for him, this is the week to buy low, in my opinion. You know, speaking of that too, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I was. It was in my head to already talk to Santi about it and see what if Aaron there's Jones? wiggle room there. Do you offer him Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones for Christian McCaffrey straight up. I don't think straight up. I think I would add one more just because it's Santi, and he's going to be like, "Bro, well, we can't do just." Straight that up. dude is so stubborn with but trades. Aaron jo- yeah, Aaron Jones is he's definitely in the trade, yes. I like it. Just gotta figure out that second piece. Absolutely. You guys have any any other topics of discussion with fantasy for this week? Or should we move into some hoop talk? Um only Absolutely. one more. Uh this is a streaming option that I hit last mm-hmm. week. Um, at the last minute, uh, if he's available in your league, take uh, Foster Moreau or whatever the Stud. hell his name is. Um, since Darren Waller's IR'd for a while, uh, I took him as a backup for this week because I had Mark Andrews on by, and also Mark Andrews is injured. Um, Moreau put up 15 for me. He had a great week. Um, he's been performing, man. He's a great streaming option. Um, Derek Carr Derek loves Carr him. Loves his tight ends. I mean. Guy can ball, so if he's available in your league, pick him up ASAP. Um, he's doing great for me, and hell, I might start him over Andrews this week if Andrews is still banged up or something's wrong, because um, also Andrews hasn't been performing too well the last few games. So who knows? But um, if Foster Moreau is available in your league, pick him up now if not sooner. Beer. What? You want to trade for Mark Andrews? We'll talk after the episode. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. give you Kyle Pitts for Mark Andrews right now. Done. <laughs> hey, we have that we have that on record now. I'm gonna hold you to it. This is not legally binding done. <laughs> My lawyers may have something else to say about that. My lawyers uh disagree with Terrible. your lawyers. Um <laughs> you guys wanna talk some hoops? Let's, Let's do talk it. some ball, Let's dude. Talk some ball. Sterling and I got to figure out who our our resident NFL. I uh, mean, not NFL NBA analyst is here. Yeah, we got to have a head to head with you too. We got to see what's going on. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be down to have a little head to head and picks to decide who our resident NBA yeah. expert is. I'm, I'm very with it, dude. Let's do it. You haven't been giving me enough Let's picks. Do a, Let's do a. Uh, 
next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday are the three days that you guys have to compare your NBA picks. And whoever has the better record of the two is the resident analyst. The second place is the resident bitch to the analyst. Love it. And we will go. I love that. I love that idea. (laughs) We we each. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Three props every day on those days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. There we go. Yep. Whoever has the best record of those nine props earns the title as TYG resident NBA analyst. And loser becomes bitch to the analyst. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Days we don't have football. Okay. Or we got Maction on Tuesday, Wednesday, but we don't we we ignore that on this pod. That's that's a low that we want. Yeah, to I, I can't become that much of a de- degenerate. I'm not watching any Maction. Yeah, if yeah. you ever hear me talking about a uh, Kent State versus Bowling Green, um, call the cops, call my parents. Um, something's gone terribly wrong because I am in a deep dive that I will not recover from. Oh my god! Well, how about this? On Friday, we'd probably have to get some early games. Just so we can announce who the resident NBA analyst is for that episode. Oh, okay. Next Friday's episode. Fair enough. Um, I like it. I mean, I didn't do I didn't do too hot today, so I think right now I'm sitting at zero and two, possibly going to be one and three. Uh, one for three. Sorry. What? Uh, because Steph, uh, Giannis. I don't. Uh, I don't think Giannis was on track to get uh his over on points and. What what the hell, dude? What the how'd the Celtics uh, the Celtics pull uh, pull off a win, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That was the most balanced, sir, like offense ever without any assists. There were no assists in that game at all. Crazy. They played great. I was watching the first quarter, and it was they looked. It really was a sick. lot of iso ball, and I'm so surprised that with Marcus Smart out, that it, it was just everyone was just like getting theirs, and it was really really weird. Yeah, dude, they're they're scary good when they want to be. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean about that one. I I had the prop of uh Jalen Brown over I believe it was thirty and a half points and assists. I mean he had he had twenty two points, but zero assists. I mean Oh. Yeah, he only got twenty seven on the PRA. Yeah, your your point your uh your point god backup, Mr. White, had ten assists, led the team. Uh, and Tatum at eight, but other than that, no one went over four. So it was very interesting. Nutty. Um, Der- Derek White's awesome too. He's a stud. I love that guy. Him and Jose Alvarado. I have I have soft spots for those backup point guards that are just like sneaky good. They're fun. Jose. Grand Theft Alvarado. That guy's the best. How do you that hate guy. him? He is so. Fu- I hate love him. him, and I love the. Pelicans. Oh, because you're a Sun's guy. That's I'm a Suns, Suns guy, guy, and Sterling and I were at the first round of the Western Conference playoffs, Game 5, and I've never been more infuriated watching a man play basketball than watching that dude walk, run around on that court like the shifty little bitch that mm-hmm. he is. And, I mean, I'll give him props. He's crafty, and he's phenomenal at creating turnovers and applying pressure on defense, but as a Suns fan, he pissed me off that game. So I have I hold a little bit of a grudge. Um, and Devin, in response to your Giannis pick, my sweet boy did only end up with 16 yeah, points and 12 rebounds. Um, 
The leader of the Bucks this game was Brooke Lopez. He had 29 points and was seven for nine for Bro, three. I saw that. He had himself a game. Um, and then 10 for 13 from yeah. the field. Like, dude, uh, and it, Giannis could have done it, He but he was four for 11 from the free throw line. Dude gave up eight free points. Yeah, that's right not there. that's not gonna get me in on an over. He was very uh Giannis is very inconsistent in going over thirty points. He's it's basically a coin flip if he's gonna score thirty at, uh on the night. Um he's extremely dominant. I was just really betting on since Jared Allen was gonna be out that he'd be able to dominate inside the paint, but Mobley was able to hold his own with, with Giannis. Uh Giannis bullied him last time and this last game uh today he was able to hold his own and even put one on his head. He postered Giannis. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yet another reason for me to love Cleveland. Um, I I feel like I'm quickly becoming a I'm I'm a Warriors fan first and foremost, and will always be a Warriors fan first. But I'm I'm beginning to have a soft spot for Cleveland without LeBron. And uh, shout out to Sacramento Kings. Those are my boys. Ballers. That's Ballers. who I wanted to love the Kings. Shout out Brandon Egerding. That's who I wanted to touch on. Dude. <laughs> Egg Boy is having a fucking field Oh, day. absolutely. He's like, what? Did you guys watch that game on TNT yesterday? Wow. Incredible. I was so happy watching that wow. game, except for the Sabonis thing. But holy cow, they played uh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're cooking out in Sacktown. Um. Sorry, random tangent, or not random tangent here, but related tangent. Devitt, what was your play on Steph tonight? Um, points, rebounds, assists over 40 and a half. He had 40 points, so that hit. He's currently at 40 points, eight rebounds, and something else, and there is eight minutes I left you, in the Steph game. I told you, Steph is balling. I, I, he might drop a 50 piece, and they're didn't down like my Steph 12. Play, uh, today, but I really did like Steph. Um, I, it was my... This is why I do it was my third. Ball. It was my third favorite play, to be fair. Um, I thought... Jalen Brown was the biggest lock tonight, um, and that did not pay off. Uh, no, the zero assists really killed me. Um, I liked Giannis because of the Jared Allen thing, uh, but Steph over forty and a half against the Suns, I felt like was a, was a little low because he put he's putting up thirty a night easy. Uh, Steph is playing in an unreal clip right now, uh, and he's picking up the slack of his splash brother. Yeah, um, it's amazing. He's forty right now. He's got forty points, four rebounds, eight or eight rebounds, four assists, and his plus minus is minus eleven. So even with that stat line, he's underperforming, really? and it's incredible. Yeah, and the Suns um, aren't doing great. All their starters are in double digits, but I mean, it's I don't know, man. This yeah, Steph. This is why I'm the resident college guy. I don't. I don't really. I like to pretend I know what I'm talking about with the NBA because I love basketball, but NBA is just always beyond me. I don't pay as close attention as I do college ball. Absolutely um, a different animal. But, uh, a whole different beast altogether, but damn. Um, yeah, Steph's doing his damn thing here. This is incredible. Dude's playing at an unreal clip right now. He's Unreal clip. He's playing really good. Can we talk about the the damn Portland Trailblazers? They're first in the West. What is happening? I don't know. I need. It's just chaos. I need, I need to pay a lot it. more attention to Utah and Portland. Uh, I don't watch them. Uh, I just keep seeing highlights of Portland's uh, like having these wins, 
Like, what what is going on? Uh, and Dame's not even playing, like, that great for them uh, to be on this crazy run. Uh, very impressed with Portland. They're playing very cohesive, kind of like the Kings. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. This beginning of the season is... It's always fun to watch NBA in the beginning of every season, but this one's just a little bit weird. Very unexpected. Like, we got some very unexpected, for sure. Other than yeah, that... None of, the, none of these standings make sense, man. But yet again, it is early. Very. But it's just also surprising. It's early, but we're about 15 games in the season here. We're getting well... We're about going to hit a quarter of the way here, probably end of next week. Um it's it's getting interesting, man. You got the Golden State Warriors right now aren't even making the play in tournament at six and eight, soon to be six and nine. Um uh, I, Lakers are three and counting out the Warriors is a very bad uh, idea, Beer. I would not count out the Warriors. Oh, I'm not counting them out, period. I'm just saying right now they're I mean, they're what are they? I mean, they're only half a game back, so it's close, but if the season um, I'm not even gonna say if the season ended today. I hate that shit. It's a little but early to be saying they, uh, that. It's very early. I'm just saying right now it's it's I mean, most teams are within what, the farthest back are nine games out of first or seven games out of first. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. Um but hitting a quarter way through the season it's just chaos and I love it because honestly, I'm tired of seeing the same teams go to the finals and the same teams be successful. I like seeing it switched up, and I also that's partly why I love the play-in tournament yep. too. Um, I think it's just going to be chaos. We don't know who's going to get in this year, in my opinion, right now. I think the play-in tournament was it's going to be fun. For the NBA, it's it's very fun, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Mister, uh, yeah, death taxes Tyrese Halliburton. Am I right? That dude wasn't even that dude wasn't what? even supposed to play today, and he put up twenty-two. I, I love your yep. Indianapolis Pacers, uh, bro. They're fun. Dude, Pacers are a fun club to watch right now. I don't give a damn who you are. Um, the boys are clicking down there in Indy. I don't know what's going on. Hal Burton's playing great. Heald's playing well. Uh, Turner. Yeah. Miles Turner has been put up. He's put up a double-double in his last four or five games. Like, dude's playing great ball right now. He really wants to up his trade stock because I know I just literally just saw a report that Clippers are talking about trading for him. Bro's getting um, those boards. Dude, they're going to send Paul George back to Indy. Watch Stop. it happen. Ooh. Stop it. <laughs> That's just wishful thinking. But end of the day, for a team that wasn't projected over 22 wins to start the season, they're coming out the gate hot, and they're just a young, energetic team that are can move the ball at a really fast pace. Um They, they just look good. I know it's exciting to watch. I think that's watch. a very common theme with the NBA right now. Uh, there's those title contenders uh, that are a little bit older, like the Bucks and the Warriors and the Celtics, uh, even though the Celtics are still relatively young. Um, but a lot of those like supposedly bottom end of the teams uh, in the NBA are extremely exciting. Uh, the Pacers are young and fun. Uh, the Magic are young and fun. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Shea is playing like a goddamn mvp right now i love that man he's playing great he's putting up 42 tonight dude, dude's putting up 30 like five and five every night like it's ridiculous the clip he's playing at him and him and donovan mitchell uh, and 
you guys know how much I love Donovan Mitchell right now in Cleveland. They're like putting up the almost identical stat lines. They're uh, Shea's playing really fun. The uh, the Thunder are fun. There are a lot of those uh, those fun young teams that's that's really fun to watch in the NBA right now, and I kind of like where where it's at. Like there's those expected really good teams, but those guys better look out because there's some uh, there's some young bucks that are really coming in uh, in that plan uh, plan tournament spot that are going to make some tough round one matchups come playoff time because they're going to be fresh and they're going to be pushing buttons. Yeah, I hope that's the Pistons next year. I mean, they're they're I on the come up this... too. Like they're they're one of those they're one of those young budding teams. Yeah, them them and the Magic, it's just I don't see a plan for them this year. But next year and the year after, they're going to be they have potential to be a real problem. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Not to bring the mood down, but I wanted to bring it up because He's a damn good basketball player. LaMelo Ball back with another ankle injury. Um, it hurt again he today? just came back a few games. Yep. Dang. He, no shit. He rolled his ankle again, but this time it was on a fan's foot. Oh. So it's like totally out of his control. So unfortunate. Damn. Yeah. So who knows when That's he'll come crazy. back, but it's – uh. Dude, it's a shit time in Charlotte. Honestly, I wish I kind of hope for Charlotte to get Victor, if I'm being completely honest, because they've been in this uh kind of tanking business for quite some time now, and they put together a really good squad last last year, um, and had a really, 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 really bad offseason. Kind of like a, no fault of their own, to be fair. Um, like two of them got uh, two of their former players got arrested, like. That's that's a tough break. Like I feel really bad for Charlotte if I'm being completely honest, and they kind of deserve Victor if too. I'm being comple- uh, like completely real. Uh, and if they don't get Victor, they should get uh, uh shoot, what's his what's his name? The guy who's supposed to go second overall, like also really 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 good. Uh wouldn't fit in their system as well as Victor would, but god, they the, the Hornets, they they get tough break after tough break right now. It it's bad. That would be lethal. Vic or Lamelo assists to Victor mm. in the paint like every three three plays. That guy's Kelly Ubre sitting out there. Dude, on Victor's the gonna line. be a problem. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's gonna be fun. I that's a, you just got my mind going thinking like Charlotte should they deserve Victor. They deserve him. Uh, like if any franchise deserves him, uh I would say it would be them or the Wizards. Because the Wizards also have been in this tanking thing for a very long time, and they really don't have anything going for them. Uh, so I would say probably those two franchises deserve Victor the most, if I'm being honest. Also with um, the Spurs. I want the Spurs to be good Spurs again. Spurs had their time. Like, like It was fun. The I NBA was good fun. as long as Pop's coaching. They're, yeah. they're always going to be relevant. And the NBA was fun when the Spurs were good. Giving the Warriors the run just, for their money. It was a whole other dynamic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that the you're we'll you're see, right. Man. The it was a fun time when it was you know Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan. Like that was that was a very very fun era for the Spurs. 
Um, they will always have a soft spot in my heart. But I, they, they deserve some time to be bad. Like they need to be bad for a bit. I feel like they, they, they've never been bad with pop. So I, I feel like it's, it's time for them to be bad for a few years before they, they get a guy like Victor. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of kind of what I got right now in the in the state of the NBA. Loving me some Sacramento Kings, loving me those Pacers. Shades of God. Uh, there, it's it's a lot of good a lot of good stuff going on right now. A lot of good ball in the association. Beer, you got any of your favorite plays for to, uh for tomorrow? Uh, in college ball world. Oh, do I? Um, right now my only play. Um, early on, because there's not a whole lot of lines dropped for games tomorrow. Um, but we got a 9.30 a.m. tip-off Arizona oh time. Uh, I'm going to be taking Penn State against Furman University. Uh, two and a half, take a Penn State money line. Um, our beautiful Sun Devils are going to be playing uh, the Michigan Wolverines tomorrow night, and I expect that to be close to a 20-point spread. Um, it's probably going to be something nasty. That still, that still won't uh, be enough. They, Wolverine. <laughs> no, they blew the doors off Pittsburgh tonight. I had Pittsburgh plus eight and a half tonight, and Pittsburgh lost by 30. Um, it was disgusting, horrendous, atrocious, and downright despicable. Some might even say atrocious. Um, I would say that. It's not because a word, but it's what it was. I was, I was, high, on, I was high on Michigan um, getting a close game here because they had a close game against Eastern Michigan a few weeks ago in Ann Arbor or a few weeks ago. I think it was last week. Um, Imoni Bates, man, transfer from Memphis there. He dropped 30 on those guys and single-handedly kept them in the game, which another beautiful pick. I took Eastern Michigan plus six and a half against Bradley uh, a few days ago. And those fuckers lost by 30. So, I mean, college basketball is currently so volatile and unpredictable. It is so great just to, pick games to pick games. Cause I mean, I took Canisius money line tonight against Cleveland state. I don't know what the hell that is, but Canisius lost by one. And I've never been more livid about such an insignificant basketball game in my life. And Seton hall. I had them money line tonight against Iowa. They got their backs blown out. I mean, they lost by 20 it's, and it was a pick them. Um, but some, before before I keep rambling on, there are some notable upsets since last Friday that I would like to point out. Um, one that just happened about 30 minutes ago. Texas beat Gonzaga um, by 19 at home. Uh, let's see here. I got uh, UNLV beat number 21 Dayton by 8, which isn't necessarily massive, but UNLV is usually a pretty trash program. Um, Michigan State beat number four Kentucky by nine in double overtime in what was a phenomenal game last night. Um, wait, who? Let's see. Michigan State, Michigan beat Kentucky State. in double overtime. Okay. Um, this one made no fucking sense. Uh, Northwestern State beat number fifteen TCU by <laughs> one. Uh, there are three hundred and sixty-three Division One basketball programs. Northwestern State is power ranked at 362. Wow. Um, TCU is ranked at 15, and they won by one. And another big one, the Colorado Buffaloes 
went into Knoxville and knocked off number 11, Tennessee, by 12. Um, Duke lost to Kansas yesterday, too, right? Duke did lose to Kansas. Kansas is uh, number six. Duke is seven. Um, I was making a comment to Sterling while watching this yesterday. It was disgusting watching Duke play basketball and not seeing Coach K running around the sidelines like a maniac. Um, I miss seeing that man. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, right now I'm seven and nine in uh, college basketball so far this year, uh, which isn't great. We're hoping to learn, but it's early on in the season. Um, tonight, my winners were the Texas pick money line. Uh, I picked Arizona state to plus four and a half against Virginia Commonwealth university, uh, and ASU won outright. So that was beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, there's just so many games every day, but right now I'm going to try and keep my picks kind of like with you guys with NBA, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe throw some picks out if there's like really big, uh, headline games going on. Um, but yeah, right now my only one off the top of my head for tomorrow, I've got Penn state. Um, and then yeah, here I'm going to, I'm going to take another gander here, see if any more lines came out. But that's pretty much all I've got for the college slate tomorrow. There might be a few more before our Thursday night kickoff. Love it. Is it is ASU at home tomorrow? ASU uh, Legends Classic. I believe that's a neutral site. Mm, okay. I was gonna say the gotcha, gotcha. Oh, they are playing in Brooklyn. Wow. At Barclays cool. Center. Um, I was gonna say the only reason why I knew that. Uh... Duke lost yesterday to Kansas was because I saw the MVP himself TikTok, Mr. James Draws, post of what happened to Duke. I was like, wow, this man's taking over college basketball too. We're in trouble. Not even college ball safe, baby. It's, this is just pure pandemonium. He, he is inevitable. Just imagine when we have March Badness. Oh, God. He's going to go insane. James, James is more inevitable than Derrick Henry 80+. plus. Like it's 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 right there. That's fast. Derrick Henry, man, yeah. is, man, that man keeps me up at night. Death taxes. James drawn. What happened? Hey, you know what? He started what selling merch. I did see that. And and any I wanted a hoodie. So anytime, bad. anytime somebody's team loses really bad, and this man makes a video about it, I'm sending you a shirt, dude. I wanted to buy one. I was gonna. Happened, I was uh... gonna buy one, but they're sold out. Dude sold out his merch unlike the yeah, first hour. Yeah, it looks hour. like he hasn't changed clothes awesome. in a month. <laughs> and because he just wears the same shit over and over again, and it's so funny. I'm so <laughs> he's oh, the best man. thing to happen to sports on TikTok. Debatable, but yes. Uh, another flyer for college basketball tomorrow: uh, Air Force plus four and a half uh, at home versus Portland Pilots. Go Falcons! Go Falcons. All right. Well, I believe that about wraps it up for today's edition of Trust Your Gut. Um, all official what? plays, uh, including our Thursday night squad ride, will be up on our Twitter tomorrow. Um, any college plays that Beer decides to put together or NBA um, action that me and Sterling would like to get a piece of will be up on our Twitter at TYG Takes. Get a chunk of that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you guys at the window. I'm, I, I like... I like our our squad ride this weekend. Hopefully, it caches. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, this is my favorite squad ride by far, which is what terrifies me the most. Um, so 
Let's just have, have a night, night, huh? Get some college, get some ball plays in, get watch some football. Let's just let's just have a good Thursday. How about it? Let's get after it. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's get indignant.